Have you ever taken matters into your own hands and made some decisions that might not have been the best and then found yourself in a horrible situation, but you didn't even care. You made the decision and you're going to just live with it. That's the way it is. And then you find out that decision just didn't mess you up, but it messed up a bunch of people around you. school of life he is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain you know it is 100 all right here i am it's me talking about living life and loving jesus <laughs> I hope you guys are having a fantastic weekend. Um, I'm going to have to start off with this. Uh, the area that I live in has a giant fire going on. And um, so I'm just, uh, I pray that everybody that's in that area that's had to be evacuated and things of that nature that you that everything you need is taken care of and that stuff is just going to be taken care of. The firefighters are doing their job and that that fire just get, gets itself put out or the, whatever has to happen there. And that, you know, if you've been evacuated, that you're in a place that you're safe and your animals are safe and all that stuff is safe. So just uh, uh, hope all is well for y'all So <laughs> that, that, that are in that direct area. So um, not a great way to start out the thing. But, you know, when, when, when tragedy happens, you have to remember to, to pray for people. So I'm, I'm at the, the subject I'm on, if you heard my intro and you made it this far, um, the subject I'm on today is actually going to, I'm going to talk about Jonah a little bit. So, but first let me get some business out of the way. If you're watching me on YouTube, make sure to hit the like, subscribe and uh, ring the bell, do all that stuff. And uh, if you prefer to listen to me on audio, um, I'm available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or wherever your audio podcast is found that you want to listen to. I'm probably there. And of course, check me out on Facebook because I'm there too. And hey, if you if you want to hunt me down on Instagram and check out some of my reels and things like that, I'm there too. So check that out. <laughs> I keep forgetting to tell people that that I'm actually on Instagram. So so I'm gonna actually um, we probably all know the story of Jonah or have at least heard it before. But there's this really weird part of the story where he's sleeping on the boat. So if if you know what's going on, I'm gonna read the scriptures here in just a minute. And this is where I kind of want to begin at or or kind of situate myself in this today, because living life loving Jesus is. You know, we, we make decisions in life. We make we make tough decisions every single day. If you're adulting for real, you have to make tough decisions. So, I, I, like, currently right now, I know some families that decided to stay at their house. And even though they were evacuated and God's taking care of them um, and they haven't had any issues. But, you know, things like that. So, you make sometimes we have to make harsh decisions in life and we have to make that decision. Well, in Jonah's case... God told him to do something, and he made a decision not to. So we're going to actually read this right here in Jonah 1, verses 1 through 16. So this is the first 16 verses of chapter 1. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for the wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to, Char to, to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to, um, to, go, to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So he's running from the presence of the Lord. 
And, you know, so basically God said, hey, uh, I need you to go to Nineveh and, you know, they're wicked over there and I need you to tell them about me. And Jonah said, mm, no. <laughs> so here we go. So now he's going to get on the boat. So, but the Lord sent out a great wind. So this is Jonah's on the boat. Now this is verse four. So, it was, but the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea and there was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was about to be broken up. When the mariners were afraid and every man cried out to his God and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. So they're trying to figure out, you know, well, we got to stay alive. So we're going to lighten the load. We're throwing everything out. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship and had lain down and he was fast asleep. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. So when the captain came to him and said to him, what do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. And they said to one another, come, let's cast lots that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they believe it's a spiritual thing. It's not just the, they just didn't happen in a storm. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. So they realized, okay, this is Jonah's fault. Um, then they said to him, please tell us for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? So, so this is Jonah now. He said to them, I am a Hebrew. I fear the Lord God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. So he's telling them, I believe in the one true God. <laughs> then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, why have you done this? For the men knew he had fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. So Jonah eventually says, well, you know, God told me to go to this city and I decided to go to a different city. So now I'm on this boat with you and we're all jacked. <laughs> then they said to him, what shall we do to you? For the sea may be calm for us, for the sea was growing more and more temptatious. Then he said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that this great tempest is because of me. So Jonah knows he made this decision. Jonah knows that the sea is the problem, but he's not going to take care of it himself. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to the land. So they don't want to throw him over. But they could not, for the sea continued to grow more tempted, whatever that word is, against them. Therefore, they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord, please do, please do not let us perish for this man's life. Do not charge us with innocent blood for you, O Lord, have done this, for you, O Lord, have done as it, as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the man feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. So they probably went, those last paragraphs, they got saved after that. They're like, oh my God, that's the real God. We want to, we want to be with him. So here we go. So, so Jonah makes this decision not to do what God told him to do. And not only does he decide not to do it, he makes decision to go the exact opposite direction from where he was told to go. So he finds a boat. So here's Jonah. He's like, okay, you go to Nineveh. You're going to go over there and you're going to um, tell the people that they're sinning and they're going to come to know me. And Jonah's like, mm, no. So he, he finds the boat going the opposite direction, pays for the trip. So if you're hiding from somebody, this is why I don't really think Jonah was really hiding or doing that kind of thing. He wasn't afraid of God. This is then that's kind of interesting. So because he actually pays for the trip. So, you know, your credit card can get, can get tracked. <laughs> I don't think he had a credit card back there. You know what I mean? So this is a blatant decision. He's not he's not being sneaky about this. So he goes, hey, you guys headed out. Here's some cash. Let me get on the boat with you. And so he's hiding out. So if he was hiding out, he would have stowed away. He would have snuck onto the boat. 
This tells me that he doesn't have any concern that there might be a consequence for this particular decision that he's making. He doesn't have any concern for it. He's just going to go get on this other boat and go where he wants to go. So then the boat takes off and Jonah takes a nap. So he immediately goes underneath to the lowest portion of the boat and goes and takes a nap, which also tells me that he is comfortable with his decision. Well, I'm not going to follow God. I'm just going to go down here and I'm going to take a nap and I'm going to go the opposite direction. I don't care what God does. But you see, God's decision is bigger than Jonah's decision because the sea starts to rumble. So God's going, oh, Jonah, you knucklehead. I'm going to smack this boat around. I'm going to stir up the sea. I'm going to cause some issues. And so basically God's saying, hey, you need to get back to the decision that I told you to do. You need to get back to where you once belonged. Come on, Jojo. So from here on out, Jonah's Jojo. And he said to them, pick me up. So this is Jonah. Jonah actually tells the boat people, pick me up and throw me into the sea, that the sea will become calm for you. He knows that he is the cause of the weather and the damage to the boat. He knows it's his fault, but he is so being hard with his decision that he doesn't throw himself off. He doesn't go, well, you know what? It's me. I'm going to take responsibility for this current issue, the decision that I made. I'm going to take responsibility for this. I'm going to jump in the water, and I'm going to let God take me to where I need to go. He says, no, hey, I don't care. You all chuck me in the sea. If you, if you don't want this happening, I know it's my fault, but you guys, you guys throw me in the sea. You guys commit the murder, <laughs> right? So the crewmen throw him off. So they pray to God. They pray to his God. Oh, um, you know, hey, this is this guy's fault. Uh we don't want any blood on our hands, so we're going to go ahead and chuck them off here. So, <laughs> so they tell God to go through with the plan. So Jonah's willing to risk lives for this decision that he makes. And then the men finally make a commitment. Okay, we're, we're going to toss him out, and we're going to be calm. So they toss, they toss Jonah overboard, and the sea gets calm. Now, when we make decisions in life, some of, some of us are stubborn. We, we're like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this $1,000 product. This is like a simple thing. And my wife doesn't want me to buy this $1,000 product. So I'm going to go ahead and buy it anyway. I'm going to mess up all of our finances because of this product that I really, really have to have. I'm probably saying this from personal experience. <laughs> I like gadgets and stuff, you know, so I go buy stuff that I'm not supposed to buy. And then your wife finds out, well, where did this come from? Why do you have this? And why can't we pay the rent? Because this, this product was more, was more important. And then you will go through an argument, come close to a divorce before anything happens because you decided to make that decision. And we make these kinds of decisions all the time. Where really, if we just kind of grabbed hold of what really, if we would have communicated in advance, said, hey, I really want to get this product. I, I, I want to have it. I, I, I know it doesn't mean anything to anything. You know, it's not going to help us in any way or fashion, but it's just something I really want. Maybe communicate and go, okay, well, let's put some money aside each each paycheck until we can actually afford it without damaging anything else around us. So the way you make your decision might help you process life. And, and when we listen to Holy Spirit speaking to us when we're about to make that decision, are we making a conscious effort to ignore him and go ahead and make that decision anyway? And that's really what Jonah did. He made a conscious effort to ignore God and just do what he was going to do. And if we're doing things like that, and then we wonder why we're in weird situations or why we wonder why we're in some sort of trouble or why people around us are messed up and things like that, because we make decisions that our decisions actually cause a rift and start to mess with other people. So you can imagine what goes on if you decide not to pay your credit card bill. So 
somebody over there on the other end of your credit card now has to contact you after it's been so long. They got to pay. You got to charge you fees. And then that whole thing just starts to build up. And next thing you know, it, it gets, you know, your $7 item becomes $2,000 because of all the fees that are attached. And now you can't pay that. So now you can't pay that bill. Now you can't pay this thing. So it starts to, to bubble up and, and create an issue. And that's really what happened with Jonah on the boat is he goes down, takes a nap. He makes this decision that, that I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to bother with it. And guess what? People start to get messed up in the process of him not bothering with it. So Jonah, if, now in Jonah's case, he's eventually eaten by a fish. He stays in the fish for three days and gets vomited out on the other end over by Nineveh where he has to do his thing. So don't wait till God has people chucking you off a boat. Don't wait to get eaten by a fish. Don't wait for circumstances to get so bad that you made that that you're just going to hold on to a decision so tight that it's going to cause really really bad issues. You know, it, it would be like so like the area I live in is on fire right now. Well, not not all of the area, but the, there's an area that's on fire that's really really close to us. Now, if if you made a decision to stay in your house and hose it down and do all that kind of stuff, and the fire comes and eats your house and you die. That's a pretty rough decision. You know what? Get out. You know, I mean, if, if you have to be evacuated, that's my, my, my thought process is I would grab all the medications that we need for the family, some clothes and some pictures and, and get out. Maybe some electronics that you, you need to have, you know, and, and get out. Just just do, you know, sometimes sometimes we, we have to make a decision that's a real quality decision. Maybe you need to make a have a discussion. I don't think Jonah should had to discuss with God, because I, I believe if you know God told you to do something and you blatantly don't do it, you know it, you know, <laughs> and then there's decisions that we have to discuss. So, so like if you're married, you're like, hey, I want to discuss this with you. I want to get this product. I want to do this thing. Or, or when you go to buy a house for the first time, you have to, OK, we got to have our finances in order. We got to do this. We got to have this. And then we can go and buy this house. And it, but if you just went and bought a house and then sold yours. And your wife was like, hey, I came home and my house was gone. <laughs> Somebody else was living in it. Or there's a thing. Because I'll remember a time I didn't pay my, my property taxes. And, and, you know, it was it was this was an, an accidental mistake at first. And I'll just be honest right here. Because my house payment, you know, your, your property taxes are rolled into your house payment. They can do that for you. Well, I didn't realize that it was only for a certain amount of time. So after that certain amount of time, I didn't pay my property taxes. I figured this, you know, the envelope would show up and I would just go, oh, it's taken care of in the house payment already. So I go, I didn't understand. I was newbie to all this stuff when, when I bought my house. And so I'd just go throw that envelope away, you know, <laughs> I didn't tell my wife, nothing. Next thing you know, we're getting taxed. We're getting added on. I come home. There's a lease on, there's a lien on the house. There's all, and I'm like, holy clouds, what's going on? So five or $6,000 later that I had to, you know, pull out of somewhere, you know, <laughs> sell some things and do whatever, but it caused a big problem. And then an argument in the household, all kinds of stuff. So I learned the hard way, you know, I, I didn't, and that one I didn't actually do on purpose or that I didn't mentally do on purpose. You know, <laughs> I may have been like, I don't want to pay that. I don't know. But sometimes we, we, we make these kinds of decisions in our lives that actually cause rifts throughout other people in our lives. So like, you know, in Jonah's case, you can't you can't wait till it's so disruptive. You have to figure out what to do, how to do it, what direction to head in, and then go. Hey, you know what? I want to make this decision. I want to remake this decision from this point and try to shift or adjust it. Maybe I need to pray about it. Maybe I need to talk to God. Maybe I need to go. Hey, you know what? I, I'm deeply apologetic about this. Let me return the item if they'll let you. 
you know so you, you have to really stop and think sometimes before you make decisions that are life-changing decisions see jonah's decision was life-changing to a whole city to a whole area so as soon as he chose not to go because he was supposed to be the messenger he he was supposed to go to nineveh and tell them about god so that they could all get saved and be regular people you know or not right you know what i mean so but because of his decision to not go it delayed that now imagine if he got eaten by the fish got vomited out and got in another boat and he just continued to run, continued to run. Now, I think God eventually goes, okay, well, I'm going to get somebody else. So now somebody else in the Bible ends up doing it. And so Jonah's story gets written off. It goes away. But because Jonah finally makes a decision to do it, he gets a whole book in the Bible, four chapters long, you know, of, of his story and of his decision-making process. And, and I know that God gives us all second chances. So we always have to take an opportunity to say, hey, God, when I make a decision, who's it going to affect? I'm not trying to be negative. A lot of times, a lot of times when you make decisions, people will go like, "Well, you're being all negative. You should just go for it." Da 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 da. Well, you know, I'm trying to think of all of the processes. What what's going to happen if I do this five days down the road, ten days down the road, a year down the road? If I make this decision now, what's it going to look like later? So I try to make that decision and I try to communicate with God and get and get some sort of answer and go, "Okay, that's a good decision to make." So these are the kinds of things that we need to do when we make decisions is maybe go, okay, what's this going to look like down the road? Or if you set up a plan, I'm going to set up this plan. I'm going to do this and something changes along the way. How do I adjust as long as we stay on the plan? Like I talked about a couple weeks ago, stay on the plan and continue to do what God has for you to do. And when we make decisions in life, try to make quality decisions because quality decisions are thought out decisions. You know, there's a better chance of knowing what the outcome is going to be if you don't know what the outcome is already by making that decision. So like if you're going to go buy a thousand dollar product or a million dollar product without telling your wife and it's going to mess up your finances and you're going to lose your house, you might want to stop and think about all the things that are about to happen. (laughs) So that's just me babbling kind of today. And, uh, you know, when we live life and love Jesus, we have to make decisions in this life. Make good ones. Right on, right on. Right on.